I feel kind of like, um, not that anyone cares or is listening, but I feel kind of weird talking about Harry Potter so much in this current climate. You know, I was yeah. like, that doesn't matter when I brought this up. And then it's like, maybe that does kind of matter because people seem kind of upset about Harry Potter. Recently. I think it does. I don't know. It sucks that she just keeps going and mm-hmm. going and going with it. Like, I just yeah. want her to shut up. But you then know? it's like Helen Mirren hosting trivia shows and people are like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> Do you watch it either? <laughs> no. It's so stupid. Did you watch it? Uh, just like a clip of it. Okay. It's like the first minute of it, just where she's introing it, is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. Does she like put on the sorting hat and like host? It's just like, what are you doing, sweetie Helen? Oh, she can do whatever she wants. Our second favorite Helen. <laughs> right, right. Thank you. Yeah. She was in the Fast and Furious movies. There's nowhere left to go. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Just like this podcast, Carly. There's nowhere mm-hmm. left to go. But up! I mean down. Carly, pillows on up, the windows. Up, up, It's a movie podcast. Again, these intros are important and you never give me anything back. I don't know what to say. <sighs> well, my name's Tucker and we're here to talk about movies. I'm Carly. Yeah. We're going to talk about Harry Potter 4 and the Goblet of Fire, which is Carly's favorite movie of all time. Carly, That's which true. of the three tasks do you like the most? The dragons? The sea? Or the, <laughs> the sea, the sphinx. It's a riddle. lake. It's a lake. It's a lake. It seems like a lake. I like that uh, they put the island in this one where Dumbledore dies or whatever. Yeah, I don't think I noticed that until mm-hmm. this time. And the owlery, and that's all there is to say about Goblet of Fire. Okay, Goblet of Fire is really fun. It's okay. maybe the most fun one. For several different reasons. It's the it's the tournament. It's a tournament. I it's love a, that you love tournaments so much. I love well, it. I teams doing magic and they have to compete about it. What more can you ask for? Thrown in an escape room and we're set. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so it's got a tournament where people have to do challenges and then they're labeled best or worst. And then there's also a... <laughs> ball where they all have to get dressed up Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. the beginning of them like being all romantic with each other Mm -hmm. and cool entrances from two other schools Mm, cool entrances yeah and a cool um i like the big quidditch world cup at the beginning i remember being naked in a locker room and so i was talking to someone (laughs) my own age and his father and i said yeah, I read Goblet of Fire already. This was like seven days after it came out. I didn't like that story. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what were you saying about the movie? <laughs> oh my god. Um, and it has Robert Pattinson. It does. Yeah. For a little bit. Um, this might be fun, Car, but this is also the point in the movies where they just stop trying to make this into a story or you know an adaptation of a movie or a book yeah. you know like there's nothing there's no interstitials in this movie whatsoever it's like boom thing happens event and then slight you know fallout from that event and then training for the next event but you don't get any of the people going to school or like who are these characters you know it's just like 
you person watching, we're halfway through and you know what's going on and we're not going to appease anyone else. I mean, arguably you can't, right? Like, this is also the point where she starts writing extremely long books. Right. Yeah. Locker room naked, seven days, got it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> were the books like that, though, where it's just like, you know who Ron is, moving on. No, not at all, but she expanded the length of them like two or three times over, and you can expand the length of the movies two or three times over unless you split them into two movies or make them uh-huh. like seven hours long. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that, I guess. I mean, yeah, they're long books, but maybe you could make a shorter movie out of this, but I'm not saying there's a lot of fat on this movie. It's I think they're, well, what I'm taking the criticism is, as is there's like too little fat, like there's no just like fun moments between them, really. Right. It's like... No one Just has go, room go, to go. Yeah. Yeah. But I also, and I think this is probably the most eventful book, maybe besides the last one. And they did split the last one into two movies. That's funny, though, because everybody's uh, criticism of the first part is like, nothing happens. They're just camping. Mm. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> yeah. I would love more of that. I mean, like the whole, I, I guess I'm just like, I remember as a youth reading the Quidditch World Cup thing. And it being this whole thing that happens and there's a lot of like weight yeah. to it when things go wrong. And in the movie, it's just kind of like, Quidditch is fun and oh no, everything's on fire. And then it's over and it's like, okay, moving on. We got to go to Hogwarts. Yeah, I've never seen a faster paced portion of a movie than like <laughs> yeah. the start of the movie to once the Quidditch match ends. It is like the most insanely go, go, go fast thing I've ever seen in my life. Crazy. I think it helped that I was, we were watching it with our dear mother and father, but I didn't, <laughs> wasn't so concerned with father, but uh, trying to watch that movie through Ma's eyes, it's just, it's complete <laughs> nonsense. It's just a nightmare. It's like, the Diggory's like <laughs> strolling down the air to meet them. Yeah. And then they go touch a boot and then they yeah. like go through Doctor Who wormhole and then they're at the World Cup. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, though. It is a lot of fun. Uh, and I really like the... Uh, it's like a mixture of the aesthetics of the first two and the third movies in a fun way that I think works mm-hmm. pretty well. I would agree. Yeah, it's not as dark. It's got a little... It's a little grimmer than yes. you know, the originals. So. Right. I like that. I have to give something away here. Helen, shut the hell up! <laughs> What's she doing? She's drinking out your food. We want a bottle. That's cute. Um, I watched the Harry Potter reunion. Already? I know. I couldn't not do it. A third of the way through watching all the Harry Potter movies, including the three uh, with Eddie Redmayne where he's in the 20s. No, we don't need to do that. Carly. We don't need to. (laughs) Did you cry? Yeah, certainly. Okay, good. It's very nice, most of it. Is very nice. When I watched the Friends reunion, I got so much guff. And here we are. Yeah, I would argue. Argue what, Car? When Friends sucks and Harry Potter doesn't. It's not a good position, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's half of it isn't a bad position. <laughs> Helen, stop drinking so much water. <laughs> She's thirsty. Let her I drink. I have Helen Mirren in a cage in the room. <laughs> um, you can host the game show later. <laughs> it's also funny. Uh, 
how the tournament makes absolutely no sense. But it's just fun, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, what is the scoring system, you know? Like, what what are we doing here? Yeah, the one where in the second task where they give him second place for essentially bravery. And it's like, well, no, that's not the rules. Like, <laughs> Crumb deserves Harry. a higher score. It doesn't matter that Harry was stupid about it. Yeah, well, and that's on top of the part where it's just like, come on, kids, come to the office. We're going to drug you and put you in a lake. And then, <laughs> yeah. and we got your sister here for some reason. But I think that abides by the normal reality of how these children are treated, which is just like there's As danger at every As corner. pawns in Ron's chess game. Sure. <laughs> uh, Snape is in this movie for about five seconds, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, that does suck. I don't even remember what he does except be angry that... Or no, he's not angry. He's like... Perhaps we should let him play. And he gets angry at him for stealing the gillyweed, right? Oh, that's right. This His storeroom. Which is like, yeah. these are things... It's so interesting what they pick out. Because these are things in the book where it's the J.K. Rowling thing where everything is like leading up to something where it's like, oh, the storeroom. What's going on there? And then you find out. And they kind of do that in the movie, but not in like a in-depth enough. Like there's not enough yeah. being built up for that to matter. It just seems like... We needed to do one J.K. Rowling style payoff in this movie. And then they do. Yeah. That's fine. I hate uh, Barty Crouch Jr. in this movie. I've said it before. I oh, think I like him. I like him. I don't like his portrayal at all where he's doing the weird tongue flicks. And I understand it's like a visual thing because it's a movie, not a book. And you got to do something there. You know, but I'm so sorry. I, I was mistaken. I was thinking of Barty Crouch. I really uh, like the actor portraying Barty Crouch. Okay. I'm talking about Doctor Who again, David yes. Tennant, and his yeah. weird tongue flicky thing. And it's like, whatever. Yeah, it's silly. But I'll give this over the book, the movie over the book. I think they uh, are a lot snappier with the stupid freaking memory pool sequences. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. just we're in here for two minutes and just we're going to get through this. We just yeah. have to show this for some reason. Whew. Yeah. Barty Crouch <gasps> Junior. I love that. That's ah! good. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. They wrung the only value out of that like 40 pages in the book where it's like Harry sitting in trials for yeah. hours and hours. Anyway. Can I say really quick? I think this is the book. Shout out to everyone who was the first edition of oh Harry God. Potter and the Gavel of Fire where there's a typo. <laughs> and at some point it says snap instead of snape. <laughs> <laughs> and they brought I that to the finding movie. That, huh? <laughs> I remember you finding remember that as a young it. one and being like, <laughs> someone screwed up. Who is Snap? <laughs> Tell me. Because clearly it's a new character. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> okay. This is, I thought this book was so cool when I read it. I just want to, I don't know if I'm making that clear, but like the whole first chapter where it's like completely different perspective. I'm mm -hmm. like, what is happening? Oh my God. You know? Yeah. And then like, there's so many like, we'll be done talking about Harry Potter soon, but there's so <laughs> much, I don't remember anything about the last three books. Okay. But, or I don't remember them as books but i re i have like all these little like details that just like flip through my brain and i think that's a really good place to be in it doesn't make these movies yeah. any more understandable but i just love like never having or never feeling like i should revisit these books because then it would all lock into place and i would know what was going on right. but just like 
Peter Pettigrew like in like Cuba or something as a rat and having to like survive on stuff. I just remember that. And that's like a thing. That's a detail, but I don't want to put it in the book, but I think that's a fun little detail, you know? Yeah. There's like just enough little things lingering around it. Yeah. And then the movies have none of it. That's okay. (laughs) The roller coaster rides, put your, your arms up and scream. Yeah. Woo. Um, I also want to say I think that the uh, treatment of the Hermione character in this movie is really good. The Hermione character. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just, I think, like, her sequence at the ball is actually, like, super well handled. And, like, I think I, it, or it feels even more, like, truthful now or something. Like, specifically the last line that she has where she like yells at them to go to bed and she turns into like bossy Hermione Mm -hmm. just feels like exactly right and like very intelligent and yeah I don't know I really like that a lot yeah Yeah. um at the same time that scene kind of plays into this thing where Ron and Harry are kind of just dicks in this movie forever and there's no like redemption or arc to it because there's eight of these movies you know, I mean, they are kind of an, <laughs> like they are kind of dumb and bad a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like Harry learns a lesson or anything. It's just like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he has to experience death though again. Then why can't he see the Thestrals? Yeah. Tell me. Are you excited for like all the new characters we're about to have? Like Get Bellatrix Luna? soon. Sure. Tonks. Tonks, everyone's favorite character, Tonks. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for Bellatrix. Seeing Helena Bottom Carter just seems like you're the just, most fun and lovely person. You're coming off of the reunion special. I am. That's where she's this is so coming. good in the reunion. She really, really is. I mean, she's great. We've all seen Sweeney Todd, so I mean. Exactly. The wet Mrs. Lovett. Wonder. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyways. <laughs> I don't know what other new characters. I guess I don't have enough Harry Potter knowledge to know what you're talking about yeah i kind of forget those are the main ones i wanted to call it who's the one that ron snogs the whole sixth one? Oh, i forget her name mm. yeah okay that's fine um luna puts her shoes up on the thing and then she has to get or they put her shoes up you know i have no about? clue what you're talking about okay uh carly we watched orlando and lady Macbeth. what would you like to talk about first let's talk orlando first Okay, what did you think of Orlando starring Tilda Swinton? I just finished Orlando starring Tilda Swinton. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was amazing. I had no idea it was going to be this wacky. It was very wacky, very looking at the camera and saying something silly. (laughs) Yes, which is something I love. Yeah. But also very touching and like emotional. Yeah, it's the I don't know how the director and the script and all that balance the like it is such a high concept. Like we're traveling time Mm -hmm. with one person and like different changes take place with the person. Uh, uh, mm, I don't want to argue semantics with you, Kari, but I wouldn't consider that time travel. Well, we're going through time at a more rapid pace than you would expect. Okay, that's every movie, though. Okay, we're passing centuries. How about that? <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, with one character. Right. Um, 
And it just never feels like a fantasy movie or sci-fi movie or something crazy. Like, it always just yeah. feels like a story about this one character. And they make complete sense in terms of who they are. And it's, I don't know, it's, like, funny and nice and sad and sweet. And, yeah, really, really lovely. <laughs> There's not a lot to chew on, maybe. Uh, like it's know. very con- it's conceptual but there's not a lot of like other stuff going on it's like a concept it's like i don't i don't know if that's true like i feel like it would be really interesting to rewatch just sort of having an understanding of where it was going i kind of yeah. had no idea where it was going like it took me a while to figure out like oh this person's actually frozen in time like i couldn't yeah. it, that like just did not occur to me at all um for a while so like i think if you did a rewatch with understanding all of that i feel like there is more to it i guess yeah i i guess maybe i just mean the stuff i got out of it was just like this kind of like emotional sense Mm -hmm. like just kind of i don't know it's like this very beautifully shot uh and it's one of those movies that I love where it's just like, it just feels like you're seeing something portrayed in a way that you've never seen it portrayed before. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And not in like a super flashy, crazy way either. Oh. Like a, it, it is wacky. It does have like the direct to camera stuff and it has such a cool score. I think mm-hmm. the score is like one of my favorites I've heard in a while, but it's still just like, it comes away still feeling like a traditional movie somehow. Yeah. In a weird way, like it still just feels like a period piece, kind of, which is yeah. really strange. Yeah. What well, is some energy to it? Yeah, right. It feels like it could have come out now. <laughs> yes, like. totally. And I think like yeah. a, people point to the fact that like probably several movies owe some stuff to this, like the favorite, like all oh. of the sillier um, versions of period dramas. God, I hear the favorite brought up just about every day of my life that. People, I don't know. People like that movie a lot. It's just like this is There's like the bunnies in it. Helen would probably like it. Oh, she doesn't watch movies. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Tilda's good. Tilda is so good. Tilda's good. I had like between this and one other thing I watched this week, like just a moment of what would yeah. we do without tilda okay carly mrs i can go see movies that no one else can go see that everyone wants to go see and i'll just vaguely allude to that <laughs> 20 minutes into this podcast even though we all know you're talking about memoria anyways like especially with this movie <laughs> yes <laughs> It's just like there's no one else like her and it's very cool and i was trying to think of like if she was a movie star from like say one generation back it's just so hard to describe her. Like she is enigmatic and does all of these like very strange roles, but she also does roles where she's just completely a normal person. Yeah. And I think she's like incredible. I it's like she looks so special and unique. Like she's meant to be a movie star. But then she's I don't know, she's like hilarious and interesting and I think she's wonderful. I do too. Yeah. She was really good in that uh, one where people take over someone else's mind. You know, they have to like assassinate someone huh? in their mind. It was like a Cronenberg son did it or something crazy. You know what I'm talking about? Possessor. She was really good in Possessor. She's not in Possessor. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. You jerk. Um, yeah, I just I don't really have a lot to say about Orlando, to be honest. But I thought it was extremely good. It just didn't really stick with me, I guess. 
It was yeah. like a good vibe. And then, yes, it's a really good vibe. I would I would put this in like a cycle of movies to rewatch over periods of time. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It seems like it would really be a nice experience. Yeah. And I mean, like, I I thought there was a lot of really good emotional payoff at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't like, it's crazy in my mind. I don't remember anything that happened in this movie. But that's kind of exactly right, I think. Yeah. Like, it, it all just sort of floats by. Like, it, yeah. there's nothing propelling it forward until the very, very end, I don't think. I remember her in her big fluffy dress walking through the gallery and trying not to knock yep. anything over. Yeah. I mean, the costumes also, we got to call it like there's the one um, earlier in the movie that has like it's all black and it has these Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. black strap flouncy things on the shoulders. Just so crazy. (laughs) It's like whatever dress like this. It's so nuts. (laughs) And I really, really like the whole scene with the poet where Mm -hmm. uh, he just totally craps on uh, her poetry. Oh, that poet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was really bad poetry. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. And then the line is like, what? Like, I would like to place this in manure or something. (laughs) (laughs) But, and then they just move on from that. I don't know. It's like, it's a really interesting structure they got going on here. Very episodic. Yes, ma'am. We always have Mm -hmm. trouble with episodic movies because why should I care? (laughs) I'm Poco. Yeah. Okay, the worst comparison of all time. <laughs> uh, Lady Macbeth car. Yeah. We love Flo Pew. Love. We love boring period pieces. About This was not boring at okay. all. Okay. All right. At all. Okay. I, this completely, I like, I hate to even talk about it because I had such different expectations about what this was going to be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like good like basic period piece sort of thing yeah completely not at all it's Mm -hmm. so upsetting and the characters take so many different turns and i I was just like i was so surprised by it i expected to like it i ended up liking a lot but along the way i was just like oh my god i can't believe this is actually this movie this is insane um yeah i didn't hate this movie (laughs) holy cow (laughs) I kind of bounced off of it, though, I guess. I mean, it's a lot of unlikable people doing bad things to each other for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, and it's set in a time. Yeah, I think it's interesting to see, like, a full progression of someone who, like, like they they do the thing in the beginning so well, which is get your sympathies behind Flo Pew. Mm-hmm. Because she's in a really crappy situation. She is. And then they just keep like pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And like, it's just an insane story of like, are you guys going to keep doing this? Like, is this really viable and like worth it and all this stuff? Um, And I I don't know. I like, I feel like I haven't seen that sort of story told in that way. Or at least about this type of person, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're getting at, though. I didn't hate this movie. <laughs> oh um, but I mean, at some point, well, yeah, it's like this constant escalation. But at some point, it's like, I guess this will get worse now. Like, it just keeps yeah. going. I don't know. And that's, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like Gone Girl or something where it's like, 
are we girl bossing right now? I don't know. I, I see. I like. Yeah, I was thinking about that because I feel like that is. I just feel like that mindset is like killing ourselves, <laughs> killing yeah. movies or something. Like it I'm has it. to be obvious that this character is a bad person, like really, it, really bad. It has to be. How can it, it not be? Um. Well, go ask the people. Who think well, that that's way. what I'm saying, though. Like, I don't think we can hold these stupid people of no ability to judge moral decision making. Sure. Against a movie about a bad person. Like, I just, I find that incredibly silly. But that's kind of interesting, right? Because there's, at some point you're with her. Of course, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, which is like, I think the interesting part of the movie is like, yeah, when do you stop getting where she's going? Never. I think that's like what you do with a lot of. Never. (laughs) Well, that's like, I mean, that's like the Breaking Bad thing and everything. Like, sure. At what point do you fall off of the character? And that's the interesting part. The interesting part is not, ooh, look at her go. That <laughs> can't be it. What's yeah. she going to do now? Yeah, exactly. Why is she looking at that little boy? Oh, boy. Teddy? Is it Teddy? Teddy, yeah. Mm. Her husband's ward. Yeah. I didn't know he had a ward. <laughs> Floppy was so good. Yeah. Incredible. The one scene, like, early on when the affair is starting, she just, like, mm-hmm. cackles in bed. It's just, mm-hmm. like, you're insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's some stuff that you want in this movie, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, yeah. I've never... Florence Pugh is a great actor, but I've never... I'm still waiting on, like, the performance where I'm like, oh, okay. I I was I have a hard time separating her from her like even in Little Women I don't think she's like the best performance in that movie necessarily I mean she's a great performance you know I don't I'm having a hard time I think she is the best performance in Little Women yeah I think it's true that like she never disappears in the character yeah like I I'm always watching Florence Pugh and I'm always very aware that's who I'm watching I don't think I mind though. Like she's just such a like vibrant person. Um that yeah. and I feel like there's other movie stars like that. I'm trying to think of a good like Leonardo DiCaprio is not a good example, but is it is an example of like you never forget that you're watching him. But except can, for maybe the departed or something. He has like there's like three Leos, right? Whereas yeah. Flo Pew, I feel like she's always this like sort of like slightly acidic kind of like innocence going on maybe like midsummer just poison the well for Florence people where i just picture her as that character again where she's always like i think that character is so different from the other characters well she's like a put upon woman who slowly over the course of the movie maybe goes crazy and does some really terrible things like yeah but that doesn't mean that like her personality is the same no but there's some repetition there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I don't know. I like what she brings to the table a lot. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'm not saying like, I don't hate this movie. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> you can hear Helen doing whatever. <laughs> yeah. Helen's twisty. Oh, little Helen. I mean, the house was cool. Yeah. I did like a, some of it was perhaps a, a bit heavy handed, but I liked the repetitive shots, like the shots of her going down the stairs 
I yeah. thought were very, very nice. Sitting on the couch, falling asleep. Yeah. Like me watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lady Macbeth. It also mm-hmm. felt uh, very much like this is a play that we're turning into a movie. And that's not a bad thing, but it's always, I can always tell within like two minutes of a movie if it's going to be like that or not. Mm. You know? I kind of like those. I feel like those are some of my favorites. Should we Helen. use that to um, segue into a play movie? Just a sec. Helen is like going crazy on this water bottle. Helen! Helen, why are you so dang thirsty? Okay. She's trying to... I don't know. <laughs> I've been feeding her sod paper. Sod paper? <laughs> okay. I think I'm having an aneurysm. What movie oh. were you talking about with the play? Well, I was going to transition to The Tragedy of Macbeth. Helen has not drank any water since I got her, and now she's just like... <laughs> <laughs> chug a lug over there. Good the tragedy of the death. Carly, yeah. why are you getting to see all these movies? Us poor peasants are in the gutters saying, please, Carly, can I see this movie before January 13th or whatever on Apple TV Plus? Um, I don't know if you're missing that much with this one. I don't know. Wow. Um, uh, I think I'm too stupid to watch Shakespeare. No, we watched that, Ethan. I know, and I Ethan. had the same experience. <laughs> oh, or it's just, I don't understand the words they're saying. Was that Macbeth? That was Hamlet. That was Hamlet. This is Macbeth. And Hamlet, I like a lot more as a okay Shakespeare. I get them all mixed up in my head. Is this the one where they're like in A Midsummer Night's Dream and there's like a donkey that's talking backwards? No. And he's like, <laughs> Mr. Donkey, why are you talking like that? This is witches and war and kings. Something wicked this way comes. Yeah. And a ghost. Is this the ghost? Uh, Hamlet's the ghost. I don't know who the ghost is. And then he holds up the, the skull and he says, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Is that this movie? Okay, anyways. Anywho, <laughs> yeah. um, this was like, to me, I think, <laughs> yeah. which this is sounds stupid when I'm talking about a thing no, no. based on Shakespeare. Like, complete style without substance. Or, like, style with no connection to substance or something. Like, Hmm. this looked so cool. Mm -hmm. So, so, so cool. Um, And then it was just, like, beyond that, I don't know why uh, this happened. Yeah, I mean, well, because it's, like, the script, right? It's, like, it's not like they updated it. Is that Yeah, which I don't even want them to. Yeah. I don't know. Like, okay, so the only part... And honestly, like, I really think you could watch these, like, two clips and experience all you need to experience. Oh God, the only part bro. that I thought was really, really enjoyable was the scenes with the witches, yep. um, which were genuinely incredible. Like, okay. so fun, so creepy, such a cool performance. In fact, was a lady by played by a lady who's in Orlando, Catherine oh, Hunter, nice. who also plays Mrs. Squibb in some of the later Harry Potter movies. Um, there's no one called Mrs. Squib. What are you talking about? You're yes, just, there is. You're trying That's to gaslight name, right? me about Harry Potter characters. No, the person who watches Harry, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. she's a muggle who watches Harry, but she's actually like a. That's Mrs. Or is that Squanch, called a squib? Dude. Huh? That's Mrs. Squanch. No, whatever. You know who I'm talking about. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, that's played by Catherine Hunter as well. Anyways, like such cool sequences, so creepy, so fun. They do like all the visual stuff that the rest of the movie has, but even better. 
Um, and then, yeah, I was really sleepy. So I like sort of fell asleep during it. That's awesome. Like, yeah. Which I don't think I've ever done in a movie theater before. Uh, if I was in the neighborhood of sleepy, I would not go to a movie at a movie theater. I didn't think I was going to be that sleepy. And <laughs> the movie was really boring. Well, like, uh, to kind of uh, maybe play into the apprehension you've created in my mind now. Yeah. If you told me, his name's Ethan Hawke, right? I feel like that's not his name. I feel like that's a Tom Cruise character in a movie or something. <laughs> Is his name Ethan Hawke? The actor I like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you told me it was that movie, but they didn't update it to modern times, I would be like, there's no way in hell I'm going to watch this movie because this is going to be them reciting Shakespeare at each other for two hours. That sounds awful to me. Which, But like, theoretically, like, so the choice that the Ethan Hawke movie made was like, update it. And the choice that this made was like, make it super cool looking. Sure. And like... I don't know, the performances are just so, like, spare, which, like, aligns well with the visuals, but just truly, what I don't understand what they're saying, (laughs) and (laughs) it's, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. What was the crowd like at the the theater? There were a lot of people. Okay. And there was one girl who sat directly behind me who multiple multiple times went, hmm. (laughs) 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 That was about it. Hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty quiet theater. But then, yeah, I got out and John had also sort of fallen asleep. That's so cool. Yeah. I can just picture you, dude, snoozing. (laughs) I didn't know. It was like, I exited the theater. I was like, I have something to admit. Like, I was kind of sleeping during that. And he goes, yeah, I was kind of sleeping too. (laughs) So highly recommended from Carly. I don't know. I'm sure, like, I, I do think that if I remembered more of Macbeth that it would have been easier sure this seems like a yeah. hard sell car I don't know like yeah I can't imagine anyone wanting to go see this movie like I get it but like yeah it's Shakespeare it's black and white you know four by three have fun I really think just watch the two witches sequ- the witches sequences are awesome like I'll nominate them for one of them for the best scene of the year yeah in a so year cool, but- oh that's right yeah <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> January 2023. <laughs> we'll all be robots That's crazy. By Jesus Christ. We okay. are in space tourism, and what did you think of Memoria? Oh, lordy. <laughs> well, good, Kari. That sounds like you really enjoy movies. Um, yeah. really into it. I love watching movies, too. Like what? Oh, boy. Should we have the Matrix talk? Don't give anything away, but yeah. The Matrix Resurrections is the fourth Matrix movie. Mm -hmm. It might be good. Mm -hmm. It might not be good. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the general tone getting across of how I feel about this movie? So it aligns sort of with what I've read, which is people seem to either hate it or love it. I don't hate it or love it. Hmm. I'm kind of confused by it. Okay. The first half is very interesting and very um, self-aware and metatextual and such. And the second half seems really bad. 
second half is like here's action scenes doesn't look good like the visuals are bad well the matrix kind of shifted the paradigm of action yes films. 1999 okay keanu reeves doesn't make the first jump you know yeah and he goes boing, 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 boing. it's like wow this is movie making uh now it's like the sense eight team kind of made a matrix movie but all the fight scenes look terrible yeah like worse than sense eight like this is sub sense eight <laughs> crazy type style yeah and it's crazy because you know there is this meta textual thing going on so they have it's not flashbacks but they kind of like flash scenes from the original movie every so often okay and it works thematically but you get to see what I think still stands as a very good looking movie every so often. And then it cuts back to like sub sense eight matrix sequel where everybody's older and just kind of like, here's half the cast of sense eight as matrix people. And none of this really makes all that much sense. Hmm. Do you think it's like, like, is it a choice or is mm-hmm. it that like CGI is so stupid now? It's not even CGI. Like there's some shots that look pretty good, but like, it's not it's that's totally what I expected was like, OK, now we can do even crazier stuff, but it's the opposite. Yeah. It's just like wide shot of a bunch of people like fake fighting each other. Hmm. There's like no tension to any of the fight scenes. Hmm. You know, because it's just like like Neo is God, basically. And like, you know, I won't mention who the bad guys are, but the bad guys are basically God. So it's just like people like God punching each other in a basement yeah. while Sense8 you know, cop from Sense8 is like we punching. Love him? Okay. <laughs> and Wolfgang from Sense8 is there. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, he's in there. <laughs> That's great. It's a bunch of people from Sense8. Yeah. Um Nomi's girlfriend is in there. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, that's fun, sure. But it's like none of this feels right. None of this yeah. is good. And then I just completely lose the plot. Like the first half had me because it's really interesting and it's Without giving too much away, it's basically about how they didn't want to make another one of these and how it's inevitable and, you know, media is devouring itself and Space Jam 2 and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Really interesting because it's so blunt and it's so on the nose and it's just telling you exactly how at least one of the Wachowskis feels about this situation. Hmm. And it's like, wow, this is like searing in a way that these big budget movies are not. And that's really interesting. Hmm. And then I don't know what happens. I don't know, you know. What is this movie about? Like, I get what the movie's about because it's obviously about one very specific thing, one very general specific thing, and then that thing happens. It's like, I guess this is a plot because the there was an arc to it, sort of, where it resolved mm-hmm. at the end. But it, this was a trilogy of movies, and now we're just having this, like, one-off movie that doesn't really feel like it matters at all within... And maybe that's the point. You know, yeah. it's so self-aware that you start to, like, question whether that's the point is that it doesn't connect to anything and it doesn't matter because it's just another movie, you know? Hmm. And that's interesting, but I would never want to watch the second half of this movie again because it's boring and it looks bad and it's not fun in the way that Matrix movies are fun, you know? I mean, like, even though, like, despite half of what you just said, that yeah. made it sound really cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I, uh, yeah. No, I was so like, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. For the first half. And then the second half was like, hmm. there's one really cool part in the second half, but uh, it's just like CGI 
it's just a cool yeah. thing that happens, but it's like, this is an impressive, the, the first matrix is impressive filmmaking, I think. And this is not outside of the concept. This is not at all impressive. This is like Jupiter ascending yeah. level of filmmaking. Hmm. Does it have the Wachowski spirit? Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is good, but that can go either way. Uh, and I guess, yeah, this is just closer to like Jupiter Ascending to me. And I still like Jupiter mm. Ascending and I still like this movie, I guess. But, uh, you know, I had such a whiplash of like, I'm not going to watch this movie. And then I, I heard these interviews with the director where she's like, you know, this is about my parents passing away. And this is like me reckoning with that. And they were going to make this movie anyway. So I wanted to be involved with it. Mm. Like, OK, this makes sense. I can get behind this. I want to watch this movie. And now I'm just kind of like, like I hope I Sure. I'm still glad you watched. I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, these are probably my favorite directors, <laughs> yeah. which is scary to think about. So I'm glad I am sticking. I'm current with their body of work, but it's yeah. just like, uh, it felt it, it first part of it. It feels like a movie they needed to make. And I really respect that. I'm way into that. And I am so glad she got to make that movie. Yeah. And then the other half just feels like, I don't want to watch this. Hmm. The end. How is, um, gosh, I'm forgetting. Uh, Neil Patrick Groff. Harris? No. Who? Groff, Jonathan Groff. Who? I think he has dark hair in this movie. Mindhunter guy. I don't know I what the hell you're talking movie. about. He might be the bad guy. I don't know. Oh, okay. He's really good if he's the bad guy. He's fun. Yeah. I've heard good or that he was good. So yes. that might be makes sense. Okay. And the guy who plays Morpheus is good. Okay. Like it's fun. The first half of this movie is a lot of fun, Carly. Yeah. Really fun. I'm gonna see it soon. Okay. It would also make absolutely no sense if you haven't seen The Matrix. In a way oh, I that I cannot compare to any other sequel to a movie <laughs> where it's just like, if you haven't seen the first Matrix, go away. This is yeah. not for you. But I kinda I think the idea is that everybody's seen the first Matrix, so it's like we're fine. So yeah. it wouldn't be good enough to have just like lived in a world where the Matrix lore is decently known? You don't need to know any of the Matrix lore. This movie is not oh. at all concerned with any of that crap. Oh, interesting. I mean, it is it a little bit, but it does matter. Okay. If you've seen the first movie, you're good. Okay. There's a thing that happens in the third movie that everyone, I think, knows, and they explain it in this movie, so it's like, whatever. Okay, I was going to say I don't know it, so. Okay. That's the Matrix car. Can I also talk real quick about a glitch in the Matrix, which I watched after watching the Matrix Resurrections? Yes, you're so matrixy. I love so much the reviews of this movie. (laughs) Is this the... um, This is uh, the Room 237 director. Yeah, what's the gist of this one? This is about people who think the world is a simulation. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. The... I would rather talk about the reviews of this movie. I thought this movie was cool, but <laughs> okay. I am so is shook the right term. I am shook by <laughs> people who so completely misunderstand this movie. And it's not even that it's like, that's fine. Like I misunderstand movies all the time, but they have this tone of like, well, this didn't tackle, you know, simulation theory. This was just okay. interviews with crazy Redditor people. And it's like, yeah. that's what that is, dude. What are you yeah. talking about? That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. It's craziness. <laughs> I mean, like, do they get any, I imagine there are authoritative perspectives on, or like, yeah, 
knowledgeable people. There is no knowledge, though, because you can't yeah. test it. It's a right. it's a theory that people on Reddit talk about. Like, I don't understand yeah. what people. <laughs> it's so crazy. They're like one star. I didn't. This was just crazy people, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is maybe people who want to buy into it or like like want to feel good about buying into it or something. (laughs) I didn't learn about the computer simulation we're all living in. Yeah. Insanity. Um, I mean, this is basically the same as Room 237, which I think is also I I love this guy, apparently, because I think Room 237 is fascinating. Yeah, I like Room 237 a lot. And that movie is not about The Shining. It's about people who, you know, it's about the people. Who are talking. And that's what this movie is. Is and it? Because I, I, like I, I like, at least in memory, 237 yeah. was quite well made. Yes. Is this one also well made? Yes. Cool. This has a very specific style, though, that some people may not be into. In what way? I thought it worked really well. All the interviews are like talking heads, but they're not people. They're like 3D model, like face rig, like, you know, where it's like, I'm a 3D model of like a crazy robotic Anubis man with glowing red eyes and I'm just sitting in an apartment talking to you about simulation theory. And I was like, yes, huh. this is perfect. But a lot, I think a lot of people don't like that aspect yeah, that's of it. Fair. Um, no, I thought this was super fascinating and not fascinating. I don't find simulation theory all that fascinating, but I find it fascinating that people are like, like there's one guy who is like, I'm not religious, but I was raised by a pastor and I grew up in the church. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. And one day in church, I had like an out-of-body experience and I thought I was in a simulation. And so it's just, there's like no self-awareness, but there's also this awareness of like yeah. that these ideas aren't necessarily like unique to these people. And right. there's like this, I don't know. It's like it, this and Room 237 are so good at like just being on the verge of like, oh, you know, like they're not showing you the. They're not forcing you to a conclusion. It's like putting you right there to figure it out. Right. Right. And I just mean like they they let these people talk. Just up to I feel like they're on the line of like realizing, <laughs> you know, yeah, seeing themselves how we as the viewers see them. And they yeah. just ride that line, and it's such a fascinating place to be. And I thought this movie did a great job of that. There's one sequence in this movie that I think sucks. And, well, I don't think it sucks, but it's extremely off-putting, and mm. it takes up a lot of time. And I think there's enough payoff for it. But I, while it was happening, I could recognize that it is detrimental in the moment to what this movie is trying to do. Huh. Which, uh, I guess is just someone who is in prison for shooting their family talking about the event oh. in detail. Huh. And while a like 3D kind of like glitchy recreation, it's like a fly through of their home as they're like, but it's so, I think it does pay off because it's showing, because this guy who's talking, he was like, I watch the matrix three times a day, every day. And I, huh. Yeah, and it's like, it's showing you the, I don't think this movie, I think, I think they needed some form of this sequence because they need to show the logical conclusion of this mindset. Yeah. Where nothing matters because it's a simulation and it's not real and I'm the one, I'm the only real person, you know? Is that part of it that people think they're real? 
Yes, absolutely. Like, oh, like I'm the only real that's person. So much worse. Oh, and when no. I don't, there's one. Oh my god, it's really. It is just like Reddit crap, but it's really yeah. fun, interesting to hear these people talk about it. Where it's like, when I'm not looking at you, you stop. Like, you yeah. know, they're saving rendering time by not animating you when I'm not looking at you. And there's like visual representation. How that's, do people that's all figure crazy. that they're the only ones? Like, is it because they have consciousness? Yeah, it's all a simulation. Like, they're a brain in a vat, you know, and there's a scientist poking at them and like giving them. But they them... don't think that they're also fake? No, they're real. It's a simulation That's so for them. so weird. Okay. I thought simulation theory was just like we're all being controlled by or like we're just yeah, AI. being created by something else. Yeah. I didn't we're think code. it was like anyone was real. Right. Huh. There's multiple different uh, <laughs> viewpoints, I think. Yeah. Anyway, I just I thought it was it's a good follow up to the Matrix <laughs> resurrections. <laughs> I and uh, I guess I just completely disagree with what the general consensus consensus seems to be on Letterboxd, but that's fine. Hmm. It was fun to read through. All yeah. right, what's going on with you? Um, okay, I'll do Memoria real quick. Please um, tell me yeah. this movie's amazing. Please, Carly. So I do want to say I think that the way that this movie is being released is the most bad shit stupid thing. I lo- if you go ever. on the website, it's like extremely limited theater yeah. screenings. Like what? I don't like I I get wanting to have your movie available for people to see in theaters, but that's not what they're doing. They're doing the opposite. (laughs) They're making it impossible for people to see in theaters. Uh, Like I really, really have wanted to see this movie for quite some time. And if I hadn't seen that some other Chicagoan that I follow on Letterboxd had seen this movie, I wouldn't have known it was in freaking theaters. Like what in the world are we doing? Um so yeah, I think that's really stupid. Okay. Um, the movie was very cool. Um, it's like the only <clears throat> movie I've seen that's been made in the last few years that like gave me this feeling, which I guess is just like mm. not actually being able to figure out what's going on at all. In like, a good way. In a good way. Where okay. it's just like, I cannot narratively follow this like i it's so challenging like it's so narratively challenging amidst these like beautiful images and like these long long scenes of like little things happening like it's just i don't know i haven't like had this sort of movie experience in a while i don't think um and It was just so different than I thought. Like, I feel like it's really being positioned as a thriller about a woman who hears a sound, which, like, I guess it is. That's a great description of a movie. I want to see that movie, dude. (laughs) I mean, I want to see that movie, too. And this is sort of that, but not really. Like, it's, I don't know. It's so interesting. I can't really talk about it without, I think, giving away some of the experience. Um, But Tilda is amazing in it. Like, really, really amazing. And this fits in the category of, like, <clears throat> this uh, Michael Clayton and oh wow, we need to talk about Kevin are the like dress Tilda down movies I sure. think of where like she seems to just be a regular person <laughs> and living in this world even though she's Tilda Swinton um, and then I don't know it was just like a very 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 cool experience um, and I'm haven't stopped thinking about it since I've seen it and like I've been trying not to read anything about it yeah I want to just sort of like it sit in it for a little bit longer and see if i can like think through it a little bit but at some point i'm going to read 
something about it, I'm sure it's going to make a ton more sense. But sure. yeah, really, really enjoyed it. I feel like this is uniquely positioned to be ruined by a theater experience. How, it was how, not. There was a very, very, like, it, was, it really was not, which is great. Like, okay. everyone was super quiet. What happened in the beginning was very funny. It was there were quite a few people. I think it's like just, yeah, anyone who's been trying to see this movie for months and like, this is the moment. So I don't know right. how long it's in theaters. Everyone pile in. Um, and it was one of those sort of like two sections, you know, like there's the front section, back section. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's kind of like a louder group of people around our age uh-huh. uh, sitting behind me. And I'm like, I, I thought it was going to be OK, because I think everyone knows what this movie is. And then this one guy comes <laughs> in and he sits in the back of the front section and he keeps he's wearing a leather jacket. First of all. Is he squeaking? <laughs> he's squeaking. So like <laughs> before the movie starts, when these people are just talking because they're allowed to talk before the movie starts, he keeps turning around and looking at them. It's like, you got to chill a little bit. And then we get to, like at the moment the movie starts, no one's talking. Ten right. minutes in, the guy gets up and leaves. <laughs> That's like, awesome. What, what was this for? I thought he was so worried about them ruining the experience, but he didn't even want to watch the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was really great. So you're saying I should go to the theater more often because I'm missing out. You're missing out on being a guy in a leather jacket turning around. <laughs> Yo, that was the director, dude. <laughs> That was the director. That would be cool. This is uh, one of those directors that's just like, anytime I go on Letterboxd, he's just like hanging out in the background. You know, he's like, hey, my movie's in this list you're looking at. It like, is. Okay. All right. That's cool. And then I go yeah, I haven't watched one. any of his other stuff. I don't know. It all just looks like, I don't know. It looks, it's what, I don't know. I had this, uh, this thought, what movie was I watching? Spencer, I had this thought where if I have a movie, I like there's a movie of a certain uh, I don't want to say class, but just like, you know, like a more artful yeah. type of movie. And you're like, oh, man, people love this movie. This is going to be an awesome experience. And then the movie starts and it's like, oh, this is a movie. And yeah. that's comforting in a way to me. I don't know where it's just like, oh, scenes are just happening and this is moving like a movie does, you know? Yeah. I will say, like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, Spencer is that way. This movie was not that way. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, it's interesting how that breaks down. Like, he, yeah, there's like this upper echelon of movies where it's like, no, that's not true. These yeah, which is like, posters. I never know what to expect. And like, I and truly, it feels like a fair way to put it is just that they're much slower. Like, I yeah. I know it's for a reason and everything, but it's just like fundamentally a slower and arguably more boring movie. <laughs> like, that's cool. <laughs> Which is fine, and like I'm sure that's some of the best movies out there. Like I think Stalker is a really boring movie, but I like Hell that yeah, movie. It yeah, movie so it's just like I don't know. It's such a funny delineation. That's why Burning so good is it's right on the. It is the right brink. on the cusp. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. We love Burning. Yeah. Should I talk about Spencer? Yes, please. I would love to know more about Memoria, but I want to watch it really badly. So yeah. Uh, dang! I want to see that. I know. I think, like, they can do what they're saying. Like, it just... People are going to want to see it who didn't get to see it for the two weeks that they had a chance to see it, maybe, if they lived in a major metropolitan area. I don't understand. Is this just, like, hype beast stuff? Like, what is the point of this? I don't this? know. I don't know. I think, like, I... Um, 
I think it's hype and I think it's someone who's really passionate about movie theaters, which is fine. The, like, the part the that I think is really, really, I guess, like, as a more privileged person who lives in a m- metropolitan area who got to see it, but, like, the idea of, oh, we're just never going to release it after this, that's the part that's just, like, crazy-making. Like, you yeah. can't do that. That's so stupid. Let people watch the movie you made. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Only in theaters. Spider-Man. Only in theaters. But at least, like, that one, you know it's coming to Disney or whatever in two it's months. Like Disney. Yeah. Just like Memoria. <laughs> I'm going to have a Luca and Memoria double header. It's going to be the best movie night Wait, ever. What's the, um, what's the movie service where it has commercials like every two minutes? Peacock? No, Tubi. Tubi? Yeah. I'm going to watch Memoria on Tubi. Yeah. That sounds yeah. good. Yep. I didn't watch Spencer on Tubi. That's good. Um, Cara, <clears throat> if I may. When you watch mm-hmm. Spencer, you remarked best, period. Yeah. I have to agree. Ah! This was such a good movie, God. Yeah, it's such a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah? I have, like, no complaints about it. Uh, the performances were amazing. All of the costuming was amazing. Amazing. I thought the story was very... Like, I don't know anything about Princess Diana, but... Yeah. I was... You know, it made perfect sense to me as this kind of like elevated uh, being trapped in a situation, you know, just like crazy making like it's it's not a horror movie, but it, it's very uh, reminiscent of like The Shining and stuff where it's just yeah. like slow crawling shots through this opulent mansion while bad stuff's happening. I think the setup of. She's on, like, a lot of times I think a movie takes you from, oh, someone's happy to someone's upset. This person is extremely upset from minute one. Like, (laughs) she's already losing her mind Mm -hmm. when we meet her. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And everyone is so evil. And this institution is so evil. Like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) It is. But they don't, uh, they do some, like, really good not too far over the line like you know she's imagining this type stuff mm-hmm. where it's like it doesn't become overbearing i think it's like very effective at establishing the mindset that's going on here which is very shaky yeah very good yeah great soundtrack did you have a favorite scene um i mean the her at dinner with the pearls is yeah. just so good with the sound track going on and all the clattering and all the looks at her and yeah. uh, like every scene in the movie i don't know like i love yeah. her talking to her sons <laughs> playing the, the game yeah the candlelight game is yeah. so just it's like amazing yeah it's like i don't know i just think it's such a well-balanced movie because you are in such periods of high stress so often that like yeah. you need those down moments to be like truly full of pureness and love. And there's a couple of those. And each time they are so beautiful. Like, yeah. And the, all of the actors in the scenes are so beautiful. Like, uh, I don't know. It's so well constructed. I agree. Yeah. I just have like, yeah, I have nothing bad to say about this movie. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is really good for the entire duration of this movie. Yeah. I think also, I like, I, I, 
I think this movie would be great no matter what. I think we are both set up better to like it. Okay. By not knowing a lot about Diana and sure. liking the royal family. I, like, sure. I've heard some... like. It, this is one of those movies that I have a really hard time listening to people not like. <laughs> like, sure. I just, it feels so like <laughs> it. Like, I have no, I don't relate to Princess Diana in any way. I don't relate to this character in any way, but it just feels so, like, emotionally strong or something that yeah. I truly can't, like, handle listening to people complain about it. I have heard some complaints, though, and so much of it is, like, this isn't Princess Diana at all. And it just makes me... It's not a documentary. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I like that about it. I like that yeah. it's like... Uh, because we don't know, right? There's, right? I mean, I'm sure people have talked about this theoretical weekend that happened. But like, it's I, I like that it's like, here's what may have happened. Like, here's... Here's this character in this situation, character, you know, this person in this situation and scenarios that'll play out. And it's good. I like it. It's a good story that's being told. I think it's, a, yeah. And I think, like, it truly maybe is more of a character than a person. Like, I yeah. don't, I don't know. I don't see a ton of value in, like, just conceptualizing it as Princess Diana. I think it very much is about the royal family and, like, how yeah. insidious that is. But. Yeah, I like that's the only way that it needs to play out in reality to me is just like demonstrating the evils that go into creating this insane right. uh, institution. She just wanted to go to her house, dude. Just let her go to her house. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, one of the, I, I don't want to spoil things, I guess, but yeah, there's yeah. so many little things that they do to her that are just so awful. I agree. Yeah. But then at the end, it's all good. Yeah. Case two is so awesome, huh? Yes. Yeah, she's so good. Thank you. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I don't know where you go from here. Like, like, and that was somebody had made some like I'm just pulling from random internet comments or something, but just like she has a lot of competition from and then it said somebody else for like the Oscars this year. Oh. Like, there's no competition. No. <laughs> no. It was some like stupid comparison that didn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, obviously this is an amazing performance. Yeah. This is what we should be rewarding. Yeah. And I think it's also being pitted as. Or like being framed as, oh, the Academy just loves it when people portray real people. But like, that's not what's going on here. Like, this is just a really, 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 really good performance that is totally not about someone like just memorizing affectations and like right. uh, that's not what this is at all. This is embodying a full fledged character and like yeah. is so different than Gary Oldman playing Churchill or whatever. It's true. There's a lot of like case do that kind of like bubbles up to the surface too, which is cool. To see. Yeah, which is like perfect. Like I think because she, this is the only time that I think she's completely absorbed into. Apart mm-hmm. or like the only time I haven't thought of her is case two the entire time. Yep. But I also think like she like she just has a very specific way of talking and very specific mannerisms. And I think leveraging those instead of trying to like shut those away or something, which I think most directors she's worked with have done. Like they yeah. they tried to work with her. And I think that's when you get the best case two. I agree. Like Twilight. Uh, great looking movie. My God. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Like I yeah. was, uh, 
I guess I expected it to look just like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it did. And I was like, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. The, like, I just think of all of the, I guess this is the 90s, right? But yep. it's, it, it, like, the food is so 70s and 80s. And, mm-hmm. like, the, all of the colors of the food and everything are so, like, sickly and upsetting <laughs> like match the essence of the movie so well also yeah all of the stuff with the chef that's the guy who was trying to describe who is the very cool voice oh uh, yeah that's what uh as soon as he popped up crystal was like oh it's the guy with the voice and i'm like yeah I, okay <laughs> <laughs> it is he seems like he has a voice i don't know yeah it's an interesting voice okay all right he's the fox he's the fox and um he is a bit of a fox green knight He's a bit of a dish in the green night. Oh, that's good for him. Yeah. Carl, what have you been watching? Um, so I watched a 2021 movie with Ooh. the guy who plays Ooh, God. The Fox. I'm forgetting his name. The prince that Diana's married to. Which one is that? Prince Charles? Sure. Prince... Eh, mm, one of those. Okay. William. Got it. Anyways, um, I watched The Lost Daughter. Oh, yes, 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 Car. Which I thought was a, like, overall good experience with mm-hmm. a couple, like, really, really, really um, knockout moments. Yeah, like a Manchester by the Sea kind of situation. Got it. <laughs> okay. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut. Of course. Love that. It's really got <laughs> all the big faves. Like sure. okay, we got Olivia Coleman, who we love. We love her. Dakota Johnson, who we love. Yes, of course. Paul Mescal from Normal People, and now being in a relationship with Phoebe Bridgers. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, Ed Harris in a really good role. Okay. And a lady from Succession. Wow. It's <laughs> not good. But okay, so basically, yeah, it's it, it. Oh, and Jesse Buckley. Okay. Um, he was really good in Antlers as the cop. Oh, really? No, that was Jesse Plemons. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a movie about how being a mom is bad. Agreed. No one should have to do it. Um. Which I think is like one of my favorite subgenres of movies. Like the oh, sometimes <laughs> kids are really, really awful, and like it's hell in a way that no one tells you. And this like is, maybe kids aren't for everyone. And this that's is the okay. opposite of Spencer Car. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it's like I don't know. I just think like that is one of those taboos that I think people don't deal with still which is just like moms hating their lives and like not always loving being around their children which is like easy to like immediately scoff at but it's a lot of people's experiences and i think like the emotion behind that is really interesting um and that's what this movie is all about and there's a couple of moments that are so expertly or so expertly display that exact emotion which is just like deep regret with self-hatred and all of this other stuff um i think are like really incredible mm. and then like a lot of the movie is like fine like it, there's some metaphors that are pushed a little bit too far mm. and some like clunky stuff um i guess the other thing i do really like is olivia coleman plays 
um, the older version of this character. And for like reasons that may be like a checkered history or maybe just who she this character is as a person. She behaves so stupidly in the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like she just doesn't know how to function and like gets so upset when things don't go right. Like there's a scene of her at a movie theater getting really angry at some young teens or whatever who are disrupting her. And it's just like a perfect example of like, no, you can't react to the situation this way. And like, it it feels really, really realistic in that like people behave poorly a lot. (laughs) And like, it's just very interesting to see in a movie like this. Um, and Dakota Johnson's awesome. Um, limes. Limes. That's about it. Oh. Is this like a sequel to Manchester by the Sea, or what's the connection? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Why did you watch this movie? I don't know. You seem kind of like tepid on it. I don't really know how to respond to that. Oh, I don't know. It's just, I think it's one of the like, it's a possible contender for awards. And it's just got sure. all my people in it. Like, it's one of oh, those yeah. where it's like, oh, it's these are all my favorite guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they're in a no Tucci, movie together. But- no, t- honestly, Tucci would have been good. Harris is really good. Harris is very, very charming as like a man that. who owns a like a villa in Greece. <laughs> yeah. So relatable movie as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I like. I was excited to watch this. I still had a good time with it. I thought it was very interesting, and I really like some of Jalen Hall's direction. Like, especially some of the camera movements are really interesting and like make the movie very intimate. Um, I think it's cool. I'm yeah. excited to see what she does next. I feel like this and uh, come on, come on, just like negate each other, and it's like, well, I just don't <laughs> have to watch either of these movies, I guess. And they like opposite theses. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah. saying? Yeah. I love my son. Yeah. Oh, I hate my son. son. He's a uncle or something. Whatever. Mm. Sorry, sorry, I didn't get the Joker's fam- familial ties <laughs> crack card. He is the Joker. Speaking of the Joker. Yeah. I watched Titan. Titan? Titan. Titan. No, it's not Titan. I found out. I forget what it is. Titan. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. Uh, Sure. (laughs) We love Raw, right? Yes. Love. Come on. Yeah. Techno music. Veterinary school. The horse. Need I go on? Sure. Titan. I don't know. I don't think I've been naked in my life as much as <laughs> the characters were. <laughs> I think that's great. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was, was just the like, most pacifying sure, sure, sure I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I, uh, I worry that perhaps both I don't understand this movie and there's not that much to understand about this movie type of thing. I think there is a lot to understand about the movie. I un- okay. Well, there's like there's body horror stuff, right? Mhm. Which wasn't effective for me at all, but I understand that it's a different kind of body horror that would be less applicable to me. Mhm. And I can accept that. That's fine. You know. This is dealing with issues. Mhm. 
Okay, that's a pacifying mm-hmm right there. <laughs> um, and there's like this, there's... My main problem with this movie is that it is like the follow-up to Raw for the first 25 minutes, and then it becomes this kind of generic drama that also has this undercurrent of the body horror and these other topics, but it doesn't really use them in a raw type way. I'm using raw as like a, as like interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Raw took these topics and it was very, it portrayed them in a very interesting way that I could connect to and made sense to me. And I was like, wow, that's a unique way of looking at the situation. This, I don't feel that way about. Yeah, I mean, like, okay. I do think I would overall agree that I think Raw is a more successful movie. Or, like, lands, certainly lands some of the emotional stuff more. Okay. Um, But I think it's, I think the idea of taking this, like, insane and graphic and, like, out of this world plot and putting it in the midst of like a melodramatic essentially like father daughter son relationship yeah is like really really interesting and like it is a pretty straightforward like oh she's cold and then growing to care about him and he's going to care about her and like that is all very straightforward but i i I think by like mixing the two worlds it feels really satisfying because it's putting them at such high odds with one another I think that's giving it too much credit, if only because if you're saying, can we talk about spoilers with this movie or what's the deal here? Ah. Okay. If you're saying the second half of this movie is interesting on its face mm-hmm. with this kind of like concealed identity with like a pregnancy uh, subplot happening, right? But, like, that's not even my... Like, I do think of the pregnancy, but I don't think about the concealed identity stuff that much. Okay. Because, like, the characters... The characters care, but don't care. Like, Mm -hmm. that sort of matters, but mostly what matters is just, like, can this... Our main character, like, love anyone at all? Is that possible for this person? And, like, seeing them go through that, I think, is very interesting. Right. And that's my issue, I guess, is like the thing that's happening has no bearing on that. Like it's it's superfluous. It feels like. This is weird and edgy, like, you know, like the first 20 minutes doesn't have any payoff with that. I can't or tell. It's if not, I, oh, no. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Are you canceling hello? me? I will be heard. You're saying they're not connected. No, it's like uh, the t- first 20 minutes is a short film about body horror. And then it has no payoff in the second half, except that it's it adds a layer of weirdness to the second half of this movie. But otherwise, you could portray the same thing without the car stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I like that, though. I like That's that what I'm saying. I, like I, I can't justify it. Like, or I can't yeah. explain why it works. But like, it does all just feel mm, like right together to me, or something. Okay, I didn't hate this movie. 
I was very off. Uh, it's off-putting not because... I think it's off-putting stylistically. I don't think it's off-putting in the ways it wants to be off-putting. I think it's just not that appealing of a movie. Hmm. You know? Maybe there's value in that. I disagree. Okay. 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 Helen! (laughs) Is she still drinking? There's like a delay on you uh, responding to me, so I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call you again real quick. Okay. A boo-boo. Now I have to edit this freaking podcast. Way no, to go, leave it Kyle. in. Leave it in. Okay, boop, leave boop, it all boop. in. Leave it in. What else have we been watching, Car? I'm done. I'm sick of talking about this stupid. Wait, I want to know. Freaking French ask, movie. Did you? I'll reframe. One of my favorite parts of the movie was. <laughs> oh my god, Bruce. Um, one of my favorite parts of the movie was the hmm. firefighter dude. I liked him a lot. I'm wondering well, sure. how you felt about him. What do you what did what do you want from me, Car? What do you want from me? Yeah, I guess one of the main two characters was fine. What do you want from me, Car? Wow, steroids. Woo, topical. Like, come on, the Olympics were like three years ago. He doesn't even fight fires. Dancing? I love dancing and Okay, Car. What else is going on? Um, I also watched a one-two punch of pow. pow pow of Austin Powers Gold Member. Jesus, and then Dear Evan Hansen, and that's how I. That was one day started. That was the lead up to New Year's. Um, I don't know if you're a good fit for this podcast. <laughs> Um, but okay, your audition is still going, so why don't you tell me about Austin Powers Gold Member? Um, it was fun. I won't talk about either of these for too long. Uh, Austin Powers Gold Member was fun. Um, that's the main one that I remember from our childhood the most. Uh, Foxy, Cleopatra, etc. Yep, Michael Caine. Yes, Michael Caine. Can I ask you a question um, about Austin Powers 3 and Goldmember? Yeah. Is this the one with the asparagus scene, or is that 2? I'm trying to remember. What's asparagus? He is one of the most bizarre comedic is setups. Is it the pee stuff? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I freaking love that so much because it is so constructed it's like this really stupid joke and there's got to be like eight moving parts to it and there's yeah. like no payoff for it and i love that crap so much sorry yeah, it's good <laughs> um i thought this was a really fun movie still i okay. don't know like i had a great time watching it okay um and then we moved on to dear evan hansen which is a better um, movie huh? amy adams yeah you got- julianne moore Andrew Garfield's in it, and he's got to like write a song, and he's like, "Oh, this I is can't one write of the worst song. movies I've ever." No, I really believe, yeah. Um, it is a sickness of a plot. It's terrible that like people <laughs> like this at all. I really think that's true. Probably. I like. I don't know why anyone thought this plot was a good idea. I can't believe it was made into a Broadway musical and then adapted into a movie. I think it's bad. Um. And then it's a bad movie, too. And Ben Platt looks 40, but is playing like a 15-year-old or whatever, um, which is really funny. And it's a bad movie. 
<laughs> Where's the hot takes car? Come on. I don't know. It's bad. It's really bad. Why did you watch it? Because it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you want to well, watch a bad movie. Yeah, you watched Austin Powers and Gold Number. Weren't you sated? No. Okay. It was kind of a good one to punch, to be honest. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad, I guess. Yeah. Um, huh? Is it like four hours long? I feel like it is, but I don't know. Which one? Dear Evan Hansen? Yeah. It is. If it's over two hours, I'm It's over two hours. (laughs) 2.17. Why are movies over two hours? I don't know. Okay. Um, I watched a lot of over two hours. Why? Movies, I'm realizing. Okay. I, yeah, there was like a lot that I watched between this time and last time. I don't know where to go. Hit me. Uh, Licorice Pizza, I saw. Can we talk about the poster real quick for Licorice yeah. Pizza? What is going on? I like it. It's not evocative of anything. It's fun. It's not fun. I think it is. Okay. <laughs> of all the... Like, the whole... <laughs> the, all they had to get across was, like, the 70s, right? Yeah. And they go with this insane, like... <laughs> Mid-2000s graphic line drawing of the lady holding a small man. Yeah. What is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Licorice pizza. Um, I thought it was really fun and good. Um, It's, I don't know. It was like, a lot of people are making this comparison. It does feel of a piece with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in that... Like, these are directors that you're just not used to making. I guess Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has a darker end to it. Um, But overall, just like a fun hangout movie. And Licorice Pizza is a really fun hangout movie. And the characters are really nice. And Alana Haim is really awesome in it. Like, Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just like the most charming person I've ever seen in my life. And has like the best face in the entire world. Um, Okay. And is... Just truly delightful the entire way through. And then, I don't know, like, I've been thinking about this movie a lot. Like, I don't, it's just so fun. (laughs) Um, Like, there's all of these amazing actors that they bring in for, like, one scene. And each of the actors does an incredible job with those, each scene. Which is really fun. And then, like, the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, this was just sort of like an episodic, um, like, compilation of fun things happening for the most part. Okay. And, like, so I remember being in the theater in, like, maybe an hour and a half. And I was like, oh, I'm having such a good time, but I'm not feeling a single thing. Like, which I don't (laughs) feel used to for a PTA movie, I guess. Did you see Phantom Throne? I love Phantom oh. Thread, and the more and more I've been thinking about Phantom Thread, the more and more I think that you're crazy. Um, I really, really love Phantom Thread. Okay. Um, and then, like, the last half hour, or maybe, like, 40 minutes or something, like, totally delivers and, like, it, I don't know, gives you a really beautiful arc about these people. Um, I think that's kind of all I have to say about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there would be a lot to say, I mean... I get what, like I can see the strengths of it, but the strengths aren't really like. Let's dig into Licorice yeah. Pizza. The strength of the movie is really Alana Heim. I like. I just think she's perfect for this part and does an amazing job with it. I really, really like her a lot. I understand. Yeah. The steps. Uh, I really fell off of PTA. You know. Yeah. 
it's kind of depressing. Like I really liked his movies and then I just never watched any more of them until he made me watch Phantom Thread. And I was like, oh, I was right. <laughs> I think you should give Phantom Thread a rewatch. I really do. I just don't see that happening. I didn't <laughs> hate this movie. Oh I think about him driving the car sometimes. That was yeah, the cool car shot. is great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think about him seeing the ghost because I love that scene. Yeah, that's wonderful. And the rest is like. <laughs> <laughs> See, I really think that would be somewhere around two or three out of uh, PTA's movies for wow. me. Well, I really, really like one dude. I think it. There will be. Yeah, I think it has to be. It's probably there will be blood and then either Magnolia or Finn Dead for two. I got the impression people didn't like Magnolia all that much. Is that true? I think, yeah, I think it's like maybe a cult classic PTA movie or something. Yeah, I love Magnolia. It's just so freaking cool and fun. (laughs) It's like a musical that's not a musical, but sort of like, that's great. Tom Cruise is great. Philip Seymour Hoffman's great. Julianne Moore is great. It's all great. (laughs) Her freaking out in the pharmacy is one of the weirdest. Yeah, it's insane. (laughs) Have you seen the clip that's like her doing that on um, Billy on the Street? No. It's like she's just doing it on the streets of New York somewhere (laughs) to random people. And it's like she delivers it the exact Uh, same way. It's so weird. I'm glad she has a sense of humor about it. Yeah, she totally does. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You go. Hugo, um, one of Martin Scorsese's <laughs> best movies, I think. Yeah. I like the part That'd be where... a cool take. <laughs> I love when Borat is chasing them, but his legs <laughs> kind of messed up. But uh, And then the dog saves him or something. Yeah. That's a pretty good movie. Hmm. Benedetta is also a very good movie that yes, I freaking love. Yes, it really is. It's so good. So much fun. Yeah. I was a little apprehensive, you know. Yeah. Two hour nun movie. Yeah. For Hoven. But it's just like, it's just fun. Yeah. Uh, was it Charlotte Rampling? She's amazing yes. in that movie. I thought. So She's good. She's just like, yes. Uh, all the great, like, weird, like, very off kilter biblical imagery is really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only time the- I've been happy to see bad CGI. <laughs> Maybe sure. ever is sure. like sure. them cutting the snake apart. Oh, that's so good. All the yeah. Jesus stuff is so good. And yeah. all the farting and pooping's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's, yeah, that's a thrill ride. Benedetta is. Yeah. And that's also not really what I thought it would be. Like, it's not really like a horror movie or like a thriller. It's Mm-mm. just kind of like, here's a story of what happened. Come yeah. along on the story with us. And like, learn about churches. Yeah, well, learn that churches were sometimes evil. And it's like, oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. If you say so, that's uh, it's not what I've heard, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I love just like, uh, love is probably not the appropriate term, but all the uh, just like stories set during like the plague times and just yeah. how dark all that can be. And just like, yeah, this is gnarly. People... People live through some tough times, you know. And like, so didn't get it, you know. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy that, like, yeah, he's letting these people like kiss his hand, yeah, while they clearly have the play. Like, what's going yeah. on, guys? Come on. And just seeing like these very archaic power structures just smash into like the reality of 
this plague happening. And so yeah. Like, man, I don't know what possessed him to make this movie, but great. I really think, from what I've heard, it said he wants to make a Jesus movie, and this is as close as he could get. The Jesus scenes were great, as I said. Yeah, so exactly. It worked out perfectly. How good is that main lady, too? She's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was good, I thought. Yeah, I would agree. In having to do some <laughs> probably very fun scenes to shoot. I think so, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it just seemed like everyone was having a great time. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. The, oh, one of the like uh, funniest scenes from 2021 for me was when um, <laughs> the one God, it's terrible. The one woman has to like flagellate, self-flagellate, yeah, and they're just making eyes at each other. Yeah, that's good. That's hilarious. Oh my god! And then yeah. the guys up there on the little pulpit be like, "You are guilty." <laughs> yeah. That's all good, Car. I like that movie really a lot. really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, the bird yeah. poops in his eye, and I'm like, oh, look at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Ooh. That was my vendetta. Yeah. What else you got, Car? You watch 18 movies a day. What, what else? Um. Well, I did all of the like ones while I was home with the rents. That was a nightmare, yeah. So we did Stillwater and Don't Look Up. which honestly okay so don't look up i knew i wasn't gonna like it i didn't like it i don't have too much to say about that why do you torture yourself like this oh i did want to say though i wanted to watch that to have seen it um i think (laughs) did i say this to you i think you could truly write a like graduate school thesis okay on don't look up and melancholia in comparison to one another. Okay. The Okay, so are you going to watch Don't Look Up? Do you mind if I like... It's not even a spoiler. I mean, from what I understand, you're completely... Like, I, you're going to have to elaborate on this card. Okay, so basically, in both in both instances, there's something coming towards Earth that's going to right. kill everyone. Um, And the last, like, if 20 minutes or whatever of both movies are people preparing to die and like what do you do when you're going to die sure and the stuff that we talked about with Melancholia melancholia was this idea of like like with when you know you're gonna die like what's the point of pretending and like having yeah. a nice glass of wine and talking like right if this is the last thing you're gonna experience and everyone is gonna experience it just like experiences experience it to the best you can and comfort each other. And like, that's, that makes sense. And it's so interesting. And these characters are thinking about it. And like the last 15 minutes of don't look up is just people at a dinner table, drinking wine, pretending it's not happening, which is probably also a truthful human experience, but they're just approaching it. So, so differently where I think Adam McKay's version is so, like not loving towards people or something like it doesn't seem to well he's very cynical yeah it's very cynical and like the the people we're following are even like the quote-unquote good ones who are trying to make things happen but like it just like doesn't feel like he's giving them the benefit of the doubt or something yeah whereas melancholia is like examining these people deeply and like trying to understand how people would actually react in this scenario when they're faced with like extreme mental health problems and husbands being idiot like i don't yeah. know they're just such 
different approaches to the same problem um, in completely different contexts, I guess. Um, I don't know. Timmy's fun. He's like a Twitch streamer. God. (sighs) Or something. (laughs) What happened, dude? I love the big short. I love the big short. I love the big short. I know you do, but it is like, I know. know. The thread is there. I know. Yeah. I know. I know <laughs> okay. what you're saying. I don't hate it, but I don't hate the big short. <laughs> um, and then can I talk about Stillwater? Of course. Um, Stillwater is pretty good. Yeah, I like. seem really surprised by that. <laughs> okay, like I remember in the summer, like seeing trailers for this movie and being like, "Oh, this looks like the worst thing in the entire world." I think it was really bad marketing. I don't know. It looked like something like a Christian movie. Yeah, streaming exactly. It looked like a right wing. Yep country now you're telling me yeah which like it does totally get into like trump and american politics and stuff but i think it just does it in a pretty good way um i do still think that the (laughs) the issue around this essentially being the amanda knox story sure without recognizing that in any way is very icky to me and like feels really wrong and i understand why people are upset about that um but i think it's like overall a really interesting movie like about a dad who is totally unqualified to help his daughter in any way um and is immersed in france and like met with different lifestyles and like people are judging him and maybe he should be judged like there's just all of this really interesting stuff and then it like it really sort of takes a turn that i want to reveal but i won't okay um and there's just like some really beautiful scenes along the way um so yeah, i don't know i like I, it's not my favorite movie of the year or anything but i thought it was really sort of nice yeah and i think Matt damon was honestly really really good yeah. like uh, speaking of people like disappearing or not into their performances completely forgot it was matt damon like wow. for most of the time i thought he was just really 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 good huh. um and abigail breslin was really wonderful as well um yeah so i think they just like completely mismarketed it and it was good and i don't know well i always got the impression there was like more to it yeah i guess but just like the poster of him mm-hmm. with a stupid baseball cap, just looking mm-hmm. worried and just like... Uh, like the sepia tone. Yeah, like yeah. what are we doing? And it looks exactly like those two other movie posters, the one with um, Wahlberg and the one with Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. 2021 has some reckoning to do. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you That's go. That's fine. <laughs> uh, let me hit three more and then I'll be done. Okay. I'll do rapid fire. Uh, we watched Seaspiracy. How was that? Well, pretty bad. Um, okay. Wanted to get some documentaries going, you know, because I, I feel like we're coming up on the end of it. Have you started yeah. building your, your list of 10? No, I just started thinking about it today. Okay. I'm, I'm worried about that process. I don't feel confident going into it. But anyway. <laughs> okay. I feel like there's always a documentary on our list that we fight about, and that's fun. So I want to be like, hey, I haven't really seen any documentaries. Uh, Can I suggest the one that I think might be it? Yes. It's that cave one. That cave one. About the kids who were rescued from the cave. I don't know what that is. You know, in Thailand, and like Elon Musk pretended he helped them and then called that guy a pedophile. Sure. I don't know what movie you're talking about. It's made by the same guy or the same 
couple, I think, who made the rock climbing one. I think it's on Disney. I don't like Disney. That's going to be my pick for next week, though. Okay. <laughs> Whatever that movie's called. Right. Um, so, Seaspiracy could maybe have been a good movie, but it is... How do I describe the problem with Seaspiracy? Seaspiracy is functionally a YouTube video you would watch mm. from some guy who's got like 2 million subscribers where it's like, Hey guys, mm. I was in, I was investigating ocean fishing and I, I figured something out. And then it's like footage of him, like driving to <laughs> the dolphin murder. The GoPro. Coast. Yeah, totally. Just like here yeah. I am in Japan and man, this is messed up. And it's just like lots of shots of him. You know, like yeah. I was really, I, it's insane at a certain point. Cause it's like, I was picking up trash on the beach and that's like pictures of him, you know, footage of him picking up. Trash. Yeah. And I wondered to myself, is this the best way to help? And apparently <laughs> the best way to help is to make this Seaspiracy movie, uh, which is, yeah, just like, uh, it is, it needed to be at least self-aware at all. And it yeah. is not. And, uh, it's an important topic. And this is him basically going through a Wikipedia article of why ocean fishing is not sustainable with the camera on him for a lot of it. And it's like, yeah. this is terrible. Huh. This is going to turn people into, I love eating fish now because I watch Seaspiracy. Like, it's, yeah. um, it's very bad. But um, again, important. What was this, who is this made by? Like production company or something? I have no idea. It's some yeah. guy, though. Uh, okay. His name is freaking... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's not a good movie. <laughs> don't watch it. Uh, passing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. This is not a great movie, but mm -hmm. it is very good looking. Yeah. And I think the first five minutes are just incredible. Just, I've heard amazing, like I have basically heard what you just said, which is like yeah. the first sequence or something is like yes. mind-blowingly good. And then it sort is. of drops off after that. Like I was like, I, I didn't expect that. And I was like, wow. I was like really excited to watch this movie because I was like, mm. dang, this is, gonna, this is different. This is really interesting. And then it becomes like a drama. And it's like, oh, I'm basically just like reading the book that this is based on, I assume, because it's just it just feels like that where it's just like characters having the scene where they talk. Mm. You know, I'm just I'm describing movies to you right now, Carly, but <laughs> I hope you're getting the sense of what I'm talking about <laughs> where it's not very inspired, I guess. It's, okay. uh, it's just like, yep. But again, it looks it is four by three. Woo. We love that. It's black and white. And uh, it, it just the way. Uh, shots are framed as it feels different. It feels very good. It's a very hmm. nice looking movie. That's why I would watch it. Also, the soundtrack's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I, this is definitely one I know and watch before our yeah. chat. That's like 90 minutes long. Oh, really? Nice. We love that. CryptoZoo is the last movie I want to hmm. talk about. <laughs> um, CryptoZoo is a two, 2021 animated film. Um, very adult. Hmm. Very uh, not for children. Um, and I kind of loved it. Okay. Well, you got to tell me what it's about. It is about, do you know what cryptids are? Or cri cri fake animals, mythological okay. animals. Oh, 
Oh, okay. And this lady. Oh, this is so much. Why did they name it CryptoZoo? What's that? Why would they name it CryptoZoo? Oh, you thought it was about Bitcoin. Not at all. Okay. It's about NFTs. (laughs) No, it's about cryptids. Yeah. Um, It's about uh, this woman who, uh, I mean, it's insane. It's like a, it's a fever dream of a movie, but (laughs) this uh, cryptid who eats dreams ate her nightmares when she was a child and she attributes that to like saving her life. Like she's like, Oh, I was able to live a happy life because I was on a really bad path. And this animal ate my dreams as a child. And Hmm. now I've devoted myself to saving them. And she puts them all in a zoo and it kind of becomes this movie. Like the first half is this really fun kind of like heist movie where they're trying to rescue this cryptid from basically because, because these, mythological animals are so well known in this reality that this movie takes place. And there's like people who like trade them and like poach them and stuff. And she's trying to save them. So there's like this cool like espionage where she's teamed up with a Gorgon lady who has to wear contacts and she keeps her snake hair tranquilized. So it doesn't bite anyone. And she's like living undercover and she's going to get married and her husband to be her fiance is like, I wish you would stop jet setting around, you know, like there's this like cool, like, there's a lot to it, I feel like, and it's really interesting. Mm. And then the second half is kind of like this, just like Jurassic Park sequence of, you know, our giant zoo full of mythological creatures is it going well. And, you know, we have a thing to accomplish in the middle yeah. of chaos because, you know, centaurs and Brazilian giant snakes are destroying everything. And it's like, Oh, but the thing about this movie is just the art style is incredible. Yeah, and I was going to say this looks, I'm looking at the like letterbox stuff right now yeah. and it looks so different than I expected. Yeah, it, it runs at like four frames a second or something. It, it is not, it is very stilted animation, but it's because there's all this like hand drawn detail packed mm. into it. And it's very, there's so much cool stuff they do with like layers of like a character will be walking and the background will change to the next scene, but they're still walking and then they ah. will cut to the next. Like it's, they're doing some really cool work as far as animation goes, but uh, I don't think it, it is really excellent within the realm of like adult swim type animation. Beyond that, I don't know if there's a lot to recommend there, but if that's like something you're into, it's like a really good one of those. I thought. There's a lot of cool voice actors in it. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Sarah? Zoe Kazan? Oh my Zan? gosh. And the voice acting's really because it's a, it's very it's like a a graphic novel for adults adapted. That's what it feels like anyway. Okay. Where it's a lot of like very sincere conversations, just kind of like hushed, like we're talking about life within this crazy art style that's happening and like yeah. I'm on a I'm on a unicorn and stuff is happening. But it's that's like cool. I really liked it. Yeah. I was looking at, uh, I had meant to see it, but I was reading some list on like IndieWire or something where it's like 10 under the radar films from 2021. I was like, oh, I should watch CryptoZoo. Hmm. I did. I've never heard of it until this moment. I liked it. That's cool. All right, what else is going on? Um, okay, so I'm going to give you a scenario. Ooh. You're in a theater. Okay. And. So it's a, it's a fantasy. Nightmare. It's like a. <laughs> Fictional scenario. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you see a trailer for a movie and you're like, oh my God. Minions 2. Got it. 
That's the coolest thing in the entire world. Um, these two. Got it. When is that coming out? It's <laughs> coming out in June 2022 because it's been delayed, but okay. <laughs> so basically, there was this incredible trailer. Um, I forget what movie I saw it before, and I was like, holy crap, that looks like the coolest, freakiest movie in the entire world. <laughs> and I looked it up afterwards. It's Cure, which I guess is like a fairly well-known movie i didn't know anything about it it was released I don't back know what the in hell you're talking about why did, why did you frame this as a why did you frame this as a scenario where i'm in a theater because because it's <laughs> it was released in 1997 so i was thinking this is oh. a new movie um but what? the theater i went to see like often plays older movies um <laughs> So I oh, came out okay. of it and I was like, holy cow, how have I never heard of this movie before? Gotta go see it. Right. And what was happening, I guess, was they were like, you know, releasing a new print or something. Sure. Um, so finally got to see it a week or two ago. Uh, this movie is so freaking cool. <laughs> it's like the coolest thing ever. Cure? Yeah, Cure. Cure. Um, by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Like... Okay, so it's a sort of horror crime movie. Love those. Um, where there's a you're following a detective whose wife is experiencing some like mental illness issues. Um, and he's investigating a string of crimes um of murders that all end with uh the person having an axe carved into their neck. Okay. Um, but they're all, all the murders are committed by different people who have no motive and no connection to one another. Whoa. And it, it, like, I was so tense (laughs) for like the last like hour and a half of this movie or something. Like it it just, I was trying to think of what it, what sort of feeling it was. And it's a very similar feeling to hereditary for me where it was just like, this is so I, I won't talk about like what is actually going on at all, but there's like some like, oh, this has been going on for a while sort of thing okay. that I think brings back the idea of hereditary where it's like, oh, this is like a well understood thing that is really creepy to think about being in the world. And <laughs> yeah. and then there's just like these really, really, really intense sequences mm-hmm. and Similar ways that imagery is used in her. Like, I really think this must have been an influence on hereditary. Like, uh, similar ways that images are used and methods of suspense and all of this stuff. Um, and I don't know. It was just, like, incredibly cool. Really, really enjoyable. So glad that I just, like, I don't know, found a way to see this. Or I think it's on Criterion. Like, I think uh-huh. it's very accessible to other ways. Um, but it was fun seeing it in theater. Um Speaking of our favorite guy, Marty, apparently Marty cites this as like one of his scariest movies he's ever seen or something. We love him. Um, Yeah, so it was a really, really good movie. I loved it. And I think you might like it, too. I'm really heartened that the advertising works. It does. <laughs> Where they're like, come see this crazy movie. Well, this uh, this theater does very cool. Like, it, they're doing one soon. Actually, the way that I found this other movie that I'm about to talk about is... Oh, no, this was separate. But they are doing a, like, double feature thing soon where it's, like, highs and lows. So, like, movies that have theoretically very little to do with each other are being re-released on film. And you get to, like, yeah. What would What would be your dream pairing of that? There was one that was Daisies, which is a movie I like a lot. And I okay. forget what the other movie was, but I think it was something about getting high. Um, Smiley face. Uh, there was, like, the 
famous Quaron, which name I'm forgetting, and Dumb and Dumber were another pair. I don't know. Anyway, so awful. there's this other trailer that played um, yeah. for a like it's called Scary on Sixty First. Mm-hmm. Epstein um, apartment hunting. Yes. So I think it's another 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it just like looks like one of those sort of low rate horror movies that's maybe mean. taking itself quite seriously. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to watch that. Um, and then I was listening to a podcast where they talked about it and I learned several different things. One is that so one of the stars of it is also in succession. Um, and I realized that she is one of the Red Scare podcasters, which is... You're throwing a lot at me right now, Car. I'm trying to keep basically, up. Basically, like, I don't know. She's, like, a, sort of a personality now um, with a podcast where she, like, talks about conspiracy stuff in a way that, like, I don't really like. Um, <laughs> which I think is epitomized okay. by this movie she made, which is about these two young women moving into <laughs> no. one of Jeffrey Epstein's apartments. <laughs> Um, where he would do bad things yeah so this is um i don't know like i was so intrigued by that like i can't pretend to be better than that i was like what in the world are they gonna do with this yeah um i think it's in really poor taste honestly like i don't sure think that they should have done that (laughs) i think you can make a scary movie without invoking like a terrible real life tragedy that is still like that's fun i don't know um, and it wasn't a very good movie, but it was kind of interesting. Like they'd go really, really, really far, uh, with it. Like yeah. it, they get into really, I don't know. It's just like this idea of like taking a real crime that we're still dealing with now and like, uh, proposing that there is some like spiritual or demonic element behind it, which so undermines ooh. the realities of ooh, people ooh, who are alive ooh. today. Um, but I guess like makes for some interesting movie setups. Like I, there's no way to justify this movie. I think it's really icky. Um, but it was I, still interesting to watch. I don't I know. Can't, I can't think of a good like comparison. That seems awful. I don't no. Know. Yeah, it is. Like I, I don't know. I don't like. I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's obviously a bad premise. Jesus. It was interesting to see play out. I guess I don't know. What can else you to say? About can you say that title again? The scary of sixty first, I think. Is that on our list of worst title nominees? Because it really <laughs> should be. Not. I didn't know about this movie until I saw the trailer for it for like uh, yeah. two weeks ago or something. That sounds um, awful, car. <laughs> yeah, know. I can't endorse it in any okay. way, and I won't endorse it. And I'm realizing that's the last one I wanted to talk about, which is bad for me. I guess I can talk about <laughs> Silent Night. Um, <laughs> you, car, you are just like a. I feel like. You can trace me. You're just like old member. <laughs> Silent night. Whatever. Cure. Cure. You know? <laughs> Try to keep up. I feel like you're like trying to dodge someone or something. <laughs> like they're triangulating you on their well, map. I really of- didn't feel like talking about Silent Night, but I don't want to end on that one. <laughs> okay. um, Silent Night is another 2021 movie about a family that's getting together. It has sort of a... Oh, um, human, humans or whatever. Hu- humans. No, not like humans, but I do okay. want to watch humans. Um, it has sort of a vibe like... What's the one that we like with the um, woman who marries into the family? Oh, Ready yeah, or yeah, Not. Yeah. 
Um, I was thinking about that the other day. I love that movie. Yeah, that's such a good movie. It has sort of that, like, vibe. Like, it's silly. These people are all characters. Um, But it's a movie where um, there's an impending disaster coming, and they're deciding whether or not that they should all kill themselves. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what to think about this What are we doing, Car? I don't know. I thought it was interesting. And it's interesting to see Kira Knight in this sort of movie. Kira Knightley? Knightley, goodness, yeah. Thank you. Oh, okay. I I really thought you were talking about somebody else. And <laughs> I was like, oh no. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Carly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. I. Uh, whenever you will ever describe a movie the way you just described a movie. I'm just going to think of that one with the glow sticks because that just feels like what they would Coherence? all Coherence? Like. Yeah. No, this is so much worse than Coherence. Coherence okay. rocks. Yeah. Well, then that's a positive comparison. I guess so. Um. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I maybe we just would have ended with the last one, Car. <laughs> I feel like I, less, I know less about the movie you were just talking about <laughs> now. We all have regrets. Okay. Why are there so many movies about people getting together and dying? Like, what? Everybody's kind of depressed right now, huh? Yeah. It's either that or, like, licorice pizza, where it's just like... It's like, ha, remember when things were good? Yeah. Remember when the world was beautiful? Yeah. Remember Benedetta? Love. Benedetta. Okay. Okay. There's not a lot of, like, future... Right now, you know, there's like, well, there's that Chris Pratt movie where he comes back and he's like, global warming's going to kill everybody, but it's aliens. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that rocks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love Chris Pratt. He's so I cool. Know you do. He's so handsome. Jurassic World 3 coming soon. Yes, I love that movie. Okay. Did you see the six minute trailer, teaser trailer, where it's just shots of CGI dinosaurs that look worse than the CGI dinosaurs in Jurassic Park from 30 years Is ago? Is that true? Yep. Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to watch that uh, mining movie, uh, cave thing. Okay. What's your um, pick, Car? I'm choosing Afterlife. Afterlife. That's the one where Robert Pattinson's like jacking off into a, like a cup or whatever in space, right? No. What's that movie? Uh, Robert pa- oh, High Life. Okay. What's this one? <laughs> Is this the sequel? No. <laughs> Um, it's got one of the worst letterbox posters I've seen. In a I don't know what this is, Car. Um, after death, people have just one week to choose only a memory to keep for eternity. Is this with Robin Williams where he's in heaven? No. <laughs> <laughs> is this? So this is not after dot life. No. Following a terrible car crash, a woman wakes to find an enigmatic mortician preparing her for burial. People love to put enigmatic in a movie description. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't tell which Afterlife you're talking about, Car. There's a lot of movies called Afterlife. It's the one with purple and the purple text and people standing under the purple text. I don't see that. Haru Ka- Hirokazu. I don't know how to say the last name. I honestly do not see this movie. I don't know <laughs> okay, what you're I'll talking share about. It with you. <laughs> Who is it directed by? Hirokazu. One more time. Kore. I don't know how to say the last name. Okay, well, I'll watch this movie that doesn't exist that you made up in your mind. <laughs> it's really believable. Like it's by the standing. same person who made Shoplifters. 
that's the one with Kristen Stewart where she's like, no. uh, you know, personal shop. <laughs> another movie that doesn't exist. Yeah, shoplifters. Okay, I'm. I'm actually. I like this. this. Is like detective work. I'm like the okay, guy. Okay, so in now cure. you need to go to the director. Okay, still walking. Afterlife, one right below shoplifters. Yes. Okay. Oh, people have seen it. I was like, this is why nobody's talking about it because nobody's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they let them rate their memory films on Letterboxd before they go. It says Popcorn Ideology, four stars. Five stars, Wait, sorry. I really think that we need to get rid of Letterboxd reviews. <laughs> Why? What's your favorite form of Letterboxd review? Um, Can I tell you mine? Yeah. Mine would be... You love the out of 100s, I know. Yes. So yeah. it starts with like 71.5 out of 100. <laughs> And then there's like four paragraphs and then there's edit in bold italics yeah. and then like five more paragraphs and like three of those paragraphs are them responding to someone commenting. On yes, the response that to is ideal is to me and I love yeah. it when it is on some movie from like 1974 that nobody cares about. <laughs> edit. <laughs> edit. Thanks guys for all the comments. I wanted to respond to Popcorn Ideology because I thought he brought up some really good points. I have rewatched the film. I'm not changing my score. It will remain a 71.5. <laughs> but I will multiply Why by two for both the numerator that? and denominator. Is that like a complex that people have? 143 out of 200 now. I want you to do some math real quick before you read my review. <laughs> They know there's like stars, right? Yeah. This is a little hanging fruit car. Yeah. That's fine though. And the fifth Harry Potter. Yep. Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Freaking what's his name is going to start ruining Harry Potter for the next four, five, six, seven movies. Eddie Redmayne, freaking whatever his name is. Huh? <sighs> freaking Elder Wand, freaking the guy who directed all the stupid Eddie Redmayne Yates. movies. Yeah. But Yates does the uh, second to last one as well. No, he had somebody else work on that, I think. <laughs> How's Helen? Helen's doing really good. 